Hello, welcome to Celtic Down Under. My name is Laura and I am joined by Liam as we review the third of four teams in Group G at the Qatar World Cup. How are you doing, Liam? Aye, it's, it's Sweden we're covering today, right? No, um, you were close with the lettering. Uh, it's actually Switzerland that we're covering. Just to, just to clarify uh. for everybody watching, this is the state we are now in at this point of the um, <laughs> World Cup previews. Um, I'm I'm falling to bits basically, and Liam can only barely manage to find a top that vaguely resembles the country he's supposed to be reviewing. So, a, a nice uh, shirt it is, though. To be fair, yeah, yeah. Um, also, they probably have about as much chance of winning the World Cup as Switzerland do. But let, let, let's uh, let's get into that. <laughs> should we just should we just quit this video here and now? I don't know. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> Let's go if for we, it. If, if we can do Iran and Saudi Arabia, we can do Switzerland. Come on. Absolutely. And let's be honest, for the 12 people watching, we've done this for ourselves. <laughs> like nobody else. We did this to ourselves. Nobody yes. told us to do this. This was our own bright mm. idea. So, um, anyway, um, I have to say, I was thinking I might struggle to talk about anything to do with Switzerland until I remembered looking at their uh, qualifying group. That they mm. um they well that is not the right tab, um oh there we go, um they knocked out Italy obviously mm. because of Switzerland Italy are not appearing at this World Cup. What mm. does that say to you about their um potential uh, strength? Is that more of an indication of Italy's weakness, or is it more of an indication of uh, Switzerland's dominance? Do you think? Um, I think it, it speaks to Italy being inconsistent, but it also speaks to Switzerland just maintaining a constant level that gets the job done. Um, mm -hmm. Also, any team that prevents Kyle Lafferty from playing at a major tournament is okay in my book. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We've already had to put up with Borna Barisic. I don't want Kyle Lafferty there as well, but anyway... Um, no, but Switzerland are one of those teams, when you actually look at their history at the World Cup, they're relatively frequent um, appearers at the World Cup and one of those teams that, as we've talked about with various teams before, one of those teams that they might never be in with a chance of winning, but certainly in recent years, they've been kind of an ever-present and somebody that you just kind of expect to be at these tournaments. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it's it's one of them. It's um, it's a surprise when they're no there. Um to be honest, you wonder, oh, what happened? Why are Switzerland not here this time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that might yeah. be a recency bias thing, because obviously there's so many years that they didn't qualify, but, I mean, mm. in recent times, they've they've got to the round of 16. You know, they're not totally also runs either. They got to the round of 16 in 94, they got to the round of 16 in 2006, and both 2014 and 18, and only went out in the group stage in uh, 2010 of the most recent World Cup. So, you know, qualifying from any group, but particularly one where second place is between teams of the calibre of them, Serbia and Cameroon, it's not completely within the realms of possibility that they will take that second place, is it? No, not at all. Um, as I said before, I think this, for the second place in this group, it is one of the most competitive groups in the tournament. Yeah. Um, any of the three of them could take it. And Switzerland are probably my my second favourite to do it because I just slightly I think Serbia have slightly more quality 
Mm-hmm. But as we as we'll get into, Switzerland do have some very handy players who can um who can cause problems for the best defenses. We we, we will go into the the handy players that they have, but you you seem to, you seem to cut short of saying it. But as a man who likes a little flutter from time to time, do you have any mm-hmm. money on on Switzerland or anybody from this group to make it out? Do you think? Uh right. What I do uh, every tournament, I have a group section bet where yes. I bet one team in each group. And then I do uh, trebles and, and up, right? Right. So basically, if any, if, if three or more of my teams win their groups, I get money back, right? Right. Now, if all eight of the teams I have picked win their groups, okay, I will win fifty-five thousand pounds. <laughs> wow! Is there but, any particularly long shots in there? That seems yes, like an awful lot of yes, money. Yes, there is. There is. Um, so I took Holland to win Group A because uh-huh. I think that's a pretty shooty in one. Uh, England's group, I took the USA. Okay, um, so that'll which, lengthen the odds a little bit. Yes. Uh, the next group. Uh, who's in the next group? Um, See, was. We should probably have looked up the groups before we started yeah. this conversation. I'm to be just going to have a quick swatch at my phone here. Ah, oh, here we go. Right. So uh, the next group is uh, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, Poland and Argentina. Yeah. I actually took Mexico in that group. Right. So... Okay. Which might not be such a bad shout now. Uh, no. Um, group D, I took Denmark, who mm-hmm. got a disappointing draw with Tunisia last night. So they're not looking great yeah uh, now here's the wild one i took japan in the group that's got germany and spain in it oh that's right. understandable though we'll give you that uh, one yeah um i took croatia in the group with belgium canada and morocco yeah and in this group i took serbia simply because brazil are the heavy favorites and as a general rule i don't bet anything that's odds on Right. Okay. I don't. I don't like any bet where I can't win back more than I put on. If you know what I mean. Right. And that, um, ladies and gentlemen, is why Liam is not going to win fifty-five thousand pounds. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And in and in the final group H, I took Uruguay. So. Excellent. Excellent. They might be a bit of a safer bet, to be honest. But we'll go on to group H. H in good time. Back mm. to Switzerland. Let's have a look at the squad and the t- the players that you talked about um, that mm. could potentially make a difference for them at this World Cup. Um, one of the more famous names between the sticks for um, for for Switzerland is, of course, Jan Sommer of Borussia Mönchengladbach. He will undoubtedly be first choice for this squad. Um, a strange one to see four keepers going there for it, and I'm not entirely sure why, but uh, mm. they, they are taking four keepers, and Jan Sommer will undoubtedly be first choice. How big a figure is he going to be for Switzerland at this World Cup based on previous performances? Oh, he's he's a massive presence. Um more than just a goalkeeper, he's a he's an organizer, he's a common he's a commanding uh, force in the across the defence. And yeah, he will um he'll look to keep that, that whole organization in order because the one thing Switzerland will need Going up against especially teams like Brazil, they're going to have to be extremely well organised, and yeah. he will play a crucial role in that. I'm sure he will, and I certainly think uh, it's not beyond the realms of doubt to suggest that he might come up with one or two big saves for them that might see them pull off some some shock results, or certainly, uh, you know, 
keep teams out that might otherwise have expected to score goals. He's that kind of keeper that can can make the difference in games, and it'll be interesting to see if he can do that for 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 Switzerland at this World Cup. Looking at the defence uh, for Switzerland, they've got Ricardo Rodriguez of Torino, they've got Fabian Schaar of Newcastle United, Manuel Akanji of uh, Manchester City, Nico Elvedi of Borussia Mönchengladbach, Sylvan Widmer of Mainz and Eri Comert of Valencia. Manuel Akanji is, is probably the name that a lot of people certainly watching this show will be familiar with a, a really good young talent at Manchester City and, and and somebody that could, you know, potentially have a breakout tournament at this World Cup. Is that fair to say, do you think? Yeah, no, I think he's he's definitely an emerging star to look out for. But the one the one for me there is Fabian Schar. He um yeah. he was he was linked with Celtic a few years ago. Um mm-hmm. very good, solid, classic European centre back. Um, doing a very good job with Newcastle just now. The fact that Newcastle, he was there before all the money came in, and mm-hmm. he's still holding down a starting place there, kind of tells you his his quality. That the new the new regime came in, and they thought, yeah, this guy is worth keeping around. So that that says a lot for him. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, in a situation like that, if you're worth keeping around, um, despite. The fact that they're looking for replacements at every every turn, um, that really is a, a stamp on your own quality. Um, going into the midfield, um, again, some more recognisable names there. Um, they've got Jeridan Shakiri, currently of Chicago Fire, but obviously formerly of giants like Liverpool and Bayern Munich. Um, Granit Xhaka of Arsenal, Remo Fruller of uh, Nottingham Forest, Dennis Zakaria of Chelsea, Gabriel So of Eintracht Frankfurt... Eintracht Frankfurt, who did they beat again? Can you remember? Hmm? Eintracht Frankfurt, who did they beat again? Aye, aye, it was a... <laughs> oh, who was it again? Um, aye, 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 aye. Um, aye, that, 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 <laughs> some, that, that, some, some wee diddy team anyway. Aye, aye, um, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Renato Stefan of uh, Lugano, Fabian Fry, not Alexander Fry, who's famously appeared at previous World Cups. Uh, Fabian Fry, I wonder if he's any relation of Basel. Michel Abisher of Bologna, Ardon Jashari of Luzerne, Edmilson Fernandez of Mainz, and Fabian Reeder of Young Boys. Um, any standout names there for you, Liam? Xhaka. Uh, Every time he plays, it's an interesting game. He's either going to score a beautiful goal or quite possibly get red carded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a wholehearted wee guy. I'll give him that, and it's really um, say, he's, he's a good guy to watch. I have to say though, watching Arsenal in recent times, he does seem to have matured, and I would be hoping that that on this stage he can maybe uh, use that maturity to really um, guide Switzerland from the middle of the park and hopefully be a calming influence. I never thought I'd say that about him, but do you think that's fair to say? Oh, definitely. I mean, he is one of the major reasons that Arsenal have really got come into the the contention for the English Championship this year. Yeah. Because he is, uh, he's really found his found his place in that team and he's uh, he's reveling in it and I hope that he's going to do similar for Switzerland. 
Absolutely, and I really hope he is as well because I think it could be the making of him if he can put in a strong performance there. Um, moving to the front line of attackers for Switzerland, we've got Harris Seferovic of Galatasaray, we've got Briel Mbolo of Monaco, Ruben Vargas of Augsburg, Noah Okafor of RB Salzburg and Christian uh, Fasnacht of Young Boys. Not a lot of high-profile names there, but a name that stands out to me is Briel Mbolo of, of Monaco. Mm. Um, quite a, a, a commanding physical presence up top there for for um, for Switzerland and somebody who can really um, cause problems for any defence that he comes up against, given, given Switzerland an outball in the way that he does. Yeah, I mean, it's when, when you look at the... The, the physique of him, it's very easy to think, oh, he's going to be that big sort of Emil Heskey-style battering ram. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he can do that, but he's got a lot more football about him than that as well. Mbolo mm-hmm. has a brilliant touch, um, excellent quick feet, um, can can strike the ball well with either foot, which is a bit of a rarity for heavier strikers, if you like. Um, yeah. And he, yeah, he, he's... He's the one that um, is going to get the bulk of Switzerland's goals in this tournament if they're going to score many. Yeah, um, if they're going to score many indeed. Let's look at who they are potentially going to score those goals against. They are obviously in a group with Brazil and Serbia, who we've already covered, and Cameroon to come up. But let's see how the fixtures are going to work out for them. They are obviously opening against um, Cameroon in what is potentially the easiest game of the group for any of the opening uh, teams. Um, They then have a really, really tough game against Brazil in the middle of the group, followed by a game against Serbia to close the group out. They'll be targeting that, that three points against Cameroon before they even think about the other two matches, I would think. If they're going to get out of this group, they need to beat Cameroon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because Serbia and Brazil are the two favourites to qualify from this group, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about Brazil already. Um, probably the, the the game against Serbia will be will be a Brazil victory. Um, it's really going to put Serbia on the back foot if if Switzerland can go into their clash with three points and be already have mm-hmm. those on the board. And 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 you know be halfway towards that second place if you like we might be writing off Cameroon a bit too, um a bit too um early but you would have to say that given the way that the fixtures lay out that the some might suggest that Switzerland are in the more favourable position or do you think that that's reading too much into the situation? I think if Switzerland can take care of Cameroon, they're in the more favourable position. Yeah. But- yeah. If they don't win that first game, there's a hell of a lot more pressure on them going into that second game because Serbia would then have the chance to redeem themselves against Cameroon. Yeah, um, and then so, and by which time yeah. Switzerland could be getting themselves put out of the World Cup. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's going to be a difficult one and a, an interesting one to follow. Anyway, um, I think I think as these videos are going on and we've just we're going to cover Cameroon after this one what's becoming clearer and clearer is you know we do these videos and the narrative that, that the group will take kind of makes itself clearer as we're doing these videos I don't know about you Liam but I'm finding mm. that the call that we made in the Brazil video that this was a close group to call is sort of borne itself out in the way that these videos are going it's really hard to tell 
between Serbia, between Switzerland, who's going to get that second place? Yeah, no, I mean, as I maintain, and you can't write Cameroon off either. Um, no. I think that um, any one of those three could take that second place. Um, yeah. I I think it will be Serbia, but I could well be wrong. Because I've been wrong already a couple of times in this <laughs> tournament, so... We don't need to remind ourselves of that. It's going to happen plenty more times over this tournament to both of us, I'm sure. Um, but that's mm. what it's, that's what makes it so much fun. Um, it would be boring if uh, if everything went as expected, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, we shall see if things do go as expected in Group G when they kick off on the 24th of November. Um, until then, you can continue to watch all of the build-up videos to the Qatar World Cup here on Celtic Down Under. Liam, thank you very much for joining me, and I'll see you next time for another one. Thank you. See you then.